Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt and I'm the host of this Disney theme parks news podcast. This is episode 17 from the week of November 4th, 2018. You could fly to a plaza where the people play at a Mexican fiesta in the land of Olay. Welcome back to another episode, everyone, and uh, it is now November. We are out of October. Halloween is over, so hope everyone had a great uh, Halloween season, because I know I sure did. But uh, yeah, so I'm excited to get the holidays started. We have Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up, and we're definitely not short of news of coming out of the Disney parks about the holiday seasons. Brand new treats and foods are being introduced to the parks. Um, but yeah, super excited about the Halloween, or not the Halloween parties, the Christmas parties coming up, but we're also starting to celebrate Mickey's 90th birthday celebration. So actually, if you're, if, if you're going to listen to this episode, you'll probably have missed this, but on Sunday or today, while well, as I'm recording, November 4th is the Mickey's 90th celebration birthday special on ABC. It was on at 8 p.m. Uh, hopefully you guys got to check that out. I'm actually going to a friend's house tonight uh, with my wife, and we're going to go watch watch that over at our friend's place. So, yeah, so really excited about that. But, um, but yeah, so this week we're going to kind of dive into the, uh, the Festival of Holidays, Food and Drinks over at the Disney's California Adventure. So we're going to be talking a bit about all the new stuff that's happening during that at the uh, at the Disneyland Resort. Uh, and then there's actually some information about the Festival of the Arts that's happening over in Epcot, and that goes on between January and, and March or January February. And, uh, and then there's some other some smaller news items that we'll talk about. And I'm actually gonna kind of bring back a, a segment that I used to do, or I mean. I, I still want to do it. I just haven't done it recently, but uh, it's the this day in Disney Parks history. But I'm pretty much going to be changing it to this week uh, in Disney Parks history. So, yeah, so I'll have some nice uh, some Disney history to talk about at the end of the episode. Um, but yeah, so you know what? Let's just jump right into it and begin this week's episode of the Excess Press podcast. You could fly with flamingos to that old French town. Go on Regal New Orleans, where's a carnival crown? If you had wings, if you had wings, if you had wings, had wings, had wings, had wings. wings. 
The Disney Festival of Holidays returns to the Disney California Adventure Park on November 9th, and there's going to be lots of music and dance and other diverse cultural festivities during that time. But you can also head over to the festival food, uh, sorry, the festive foods marketplace, which will have different food and beverage kiosks, uh, kind of similar to how the food and wine festival works at Epcot or like the flower and garden festival. So they, they have their own little marketplace going on over there. And um, I think there's about like 12 different, uh, I think it's 12 different stations. Uh, and while you're there, you can actually grab a Disney Festival of Holidays tasting passport at any of the marketplaces. So it's, again, it's similar to what you would do at the Food and Wine Festival where you can track like the stuff you're eating. You can see what all the different foods are. Um, so yeah, you, can, you can get a passport and pick that up. Um, but I, I would suggest if you're going to this event, uh, I would kind of look at the menu online because it is pretty extensive. Uh, the, my, my biggest tips when I always go to the, either the Flower and Garden Festival or the Food and Wine Festival or even now the Festival of the Arts um, over in Epcot, it, it's always good to, to track down the food items that you want the most because you can't try everything. Uh, if I would just find something that like, okay, I really want to try this. Or, okay, I got to get my hands on that, you know, so get a list of like a top five and and try that out. So that would be my biggest suggestion when you go to one of these festival of holidays or to this festival of the holidays. Um, and also share whoever you're with. Just share these items because you're going to want more than one item and it can the, the prices can get uh, or it can get pretty expensive very quickly. So uh, I'm going to kind of run through quickly the different booths that they have uh, and some of the different uh, foods and different drinks that they have. And if, if you haven't seen the Disney blog post that came out this past week, these things look amazing. I I wish I was going to Disneyland for the holidays, but if you're a local to California, I would probably highly suggest to check this out because the food items are crazy. I know I, I have some good friends in the Southern California region, so I hope this holiday season you check this out. So uh, the first booth is it's actually some pretty cool names. It's all kind of like holiday themed. Um, but yeah, so the first booth is Merry Mashups. And for the food, they have a turkey, turkey and stuffing tamale with cranberry relish. That sounds fantastic. But the thing that kind of caught my eye was the lox and everything bagel nachos. So if you're a fan of everything bagels with maybe some lox and cream cheese on it. And again, lox is like salmon sort of. So it's like it's a fish. Um, but yeah, they have this nice bowl of nachos that you can get. I'm, I'm looking at it on my screen right now and I really want it. But uh, if they also have a hot cocoa marshmallow macaroon, macaroons are one of my favorite desserts, and this like, this thing looks oh, looks so good. So those are the food items at Merry Mashup, and then they have like some sparkling wine and a holiday punch as a beverage. Um, but the food items are the the standouts at that booth. And then the next booth is Winter Wonders, where they have a pumpkin soup with maple cashew cream. And then they have a chana masala with grilled garlic naan. And then the last thing they have is a vanilla and cranberry trifle. And that looks super good as well. Um, but I would want to try the chana masala. That's one of my favorite uh, Indian food dishes. Um, it's So it's, I'm 
kind of curious why they have this in here, but I, I don't know. I guess it's a holiday dish, but uh, yeah, it's fantastic. I, it's again, it's one of my favorite um, Indian dishes. But yeah, this vanilla and cranberry trifle looks so good. It's it's a dessert, so I would definitely check that out. And then for a beverage, they have a pomegranate lemonade. So then at the next booth, they have, uh, it's called Brews and Bites. The only thing that they have at this booth is a chorizo queso fundito with house-made tortilla chips. And that looks really great as well. It doesn't seem like the portion is too big here, but it looks, it looks great. Um, so that's the only food item. There are a lot of beverages uh, and there's, there's tons of beers. Um, I think it's just, yeah, it looks like it's just beers, but it's all, it's all different, um, like Christmas themed beers. Like there's a one brewery called Aftershock Brewing and there's an oatmeal raisin cookie ale. I have to see if I can find this in New Jersey. Cause I, I really, oatmeal raisin cookies are my favorite kind of cookies and I want to try this. Um, and then there's an Omnigang. Omnigang is one of my favorite breweries. They have a Rosetta aged cherry ale. So I'm definitely going to have to try that as well. Uh, but there's a, there's a ton of different beers here. Uh, and there's actually flights that you can get. Uh, so there's a, four, there's two different flights and there's four beers on each flight and they range. So uh, it's cool. The one of the flavors of the season flight, they have both the Omnigang and oatmeal raisin cookie ale. So if you get that, let me know how it is because I'm very curious. So the next booth that we have is the Favorite Things booth, and that uh, has a holiday ham shank with brown sugar pineapple glaze, and then they have Reuben potato tots with Russian dressing and rye toast. And I'm looking at the uh, potato tots, and they look so good. Uh, Reuben's are one of my favorite sandwiches, and I really want to try this. It looks great. Um, so I, I still find it funny that Disney can't call them tater tots because it's trademark. So it's either potato tots or potato barrels. Usually it's, they do potato barrels, but they're calling them potato tots here. So that's, that's new, but yeah, unfortunately not tater tots, but anyways, I would just, I always think that's funny, but, uh, so yeah, they, they have the, the ruined potato tots here, which I would really want. And then some of the beverages that sound good are the cranberry sangria and as well as a eggnog cocktail. Uh, eggnog cocktail with whipped cream and nutmeg dusting. So yeah, that one sounds pretty good. And then over at the holiday duets, nothing too crazy here that I would really want, but they have a curry cauliflower soup with braised lamb and mint cherry. They have a shrimp and grits with andouille sausage and then holiday Mickey and Minnie cookies. And these are kind of just decorated uh, red and green. Uh, and then the mini one has like a yellow bow on it. And then the Mickey cookie has like white snowflakes and then like two yellow buttons on it. So they look pretty cool. I don't know how good they are, but well, they might seem all right. But the one thing that stands out at this booth uh, is the warm peppermint chocolate float with peppermint hot chocolate, vanilla ice cream, whipped cream, and peppermint crumbles. So again, this is over at the Holiday Duets uh, food booth. So the next booth is the Visions of Sugar Plums. And over there, they have a special offering, which is Sweet Dreams and Milk. And then for the food, they have a warm, sticky toffee pudding with butternut, or sorry, butterscotch sauce. And then they have a white chocolate cranberry blondie, as well as an eggnog wreath eclair with white chocolate icing. 
And then the last thing they have is a horchata fudge. Uh, I really want to try the eggnog eclair. I'm very curious to see how that tastes. Um, and then for beverages, uh, they actually have a warm bourbon cider. So it's a, it's a house-made bourbon-infused marshmallow. So that's kind of interesting. As well as a s'mores frozen chocolate milk with house-made toasted marshmallow-infused whipped cream, graham cracker crumble, and chocolate drizzle. And that is a non-alcoholic beverage. And then oh, the next booth we have is blissfully bla uh, sorry, <laughs> blissfully braised, and that just has a braised pork belly with uh, with some garlic fried rice, as well as cornbread cakes with braised collard greens and smoky gravy. Um, I'm looking at the food items; they look pretty good, but probably not something that I would want to try. But the one thing I do want to try is the single beverage that they have that over at this booth. And that's the blood orange ginger ginger mule with a rosemary sprig. So I'm a big fan of like Moscow mules. So I would definitely want to try out this alcoholic beverage. And then the next booth is Grandma's Recipes. Uh, they have a beef pot roast on a potato roll and horseradish cream, as well as candied yams with marshmallow cream uh, and toasted pecans, as well as a gingerbread Mickey cookie. Um, so that sounds pretty good. They they have a lot of different uh, beers and like hard ciders as there uh, over there as well. And then they have another booth called uh, Spicy Celebrations, and that has uh, Nashville hot fried turkey uh, with dill pickles, jalapeno latkes with a chipotle cream, uh, and chocolate chipotle pot de cream. So I'm not entirely sure what that is, but maybe I'll try it. Who knows? But, um, and then they have, uh, for a beverage, they have a pomegranate margarita, uh, with chipotle smoked sea salt, ha uh, half rim. And then, uh, we got, let's see, two more, or no, three more booths we got, uh, to discuss real quick. Uh, the next one is a taste on tradition, and that's a pezzoli rojo beef with homani polenta. I'm a big fan of polenta, so I would probably want to try this. And then they have a chickenless mole with Spanish rice. And then a Black Forest Yule Log. And so the Black Forest Yule Log looks so good. That's a nice little dessert that I would want to try out. Um, and then the next booth is a Winter Slider Land. Uh, so as you would imagine, they I guess they have sliders. So they have a roasted turkey slider with cranberry sauce. As well as a holiday stuffing mac and cheese. And then the last thing they have is a milk chocolate candy cane pot de creme. Uh, and then they have a few... Uh, drinks over there as well and then the last the last booth is a making spirits bright uh, and that is all about alcohol so there's tons of alcohol so there's lots of uh, I think that's just a wine um, uh, a wine booth I see just a lots of different uh, Chardonnays and Cabernets and there's also mimosas that you can get there so they have a white wine flight and a red wine flight so so yeah, you can get your wine and mimosas over there. So that's all of the booths, but um, what you can do available to all guests is the Sip and Savor Pass. And what it does, it gives you an opportunity to taste your way through eight different dishes or, or non-alcoholic beverages from participating festive food marketplaces. So this pass can be purchased at various locations, uh, including the festival merchandise carts as well. So. 
So yeah, if you want to check uh, all of this out, this holiday festival runs through January 8th. Uh, and you can also check out some more info over at the Disneyland Resort website if you want some more. So, all right. So all of that sounds great. I really wish I was going to the Southern California area this holiday season so I could check this out because a lot of that stuff sounds really good. But if you're in the area, I highly recommend checking this out. Plus, California Adventure is pretty great uh, during the holiday season with all of its decorations. And there's a lot more to do during the the event as well. So... But yeah, so uh, the the next news item we're going to talk about is the Festival of the Arts, uh, and that is the one of the newer events that take place over at Epcot, um, and that's starting in January, and that's going to be going on for 39 days. So uh, the Epcot International Festival of the Arts will be returning on January 8th, and it runs through February 25th. Uh, so it's actually a celebration of visual culinary and performing arts from around the world uh, the festival will off will offer artful activities for the entire family from special entertainment and interactive workshops to immersive art experiences and world-class cuisine so now so new in 2019 guests can actually see their favorite uh, Broadway tunes get performed they can do that seven days a week during the popular Disney on Broadway concert series and there are daily showings that happen at 5.30, 6.45, and 8 p.m. So each week there are going to be different pairs of Disney on, Star, uh, Disney on Broadway stars. Uh, and this will take place at the American Gardens Theater stage. And they will be singing their, uh, some, a lot of the songs from the award-winning Disney, uh, Disney on Broadway productions. Um, and the lineup will rotate regularly. Uh, and this will be featuring music from shows such as like The Lion King and Frozen and Beauty and the Beast. Um, I still haven't seen any of those on Broadway at all. Uh, so I really, I really need to get to do that. Um, I've only seen, I've seen a lot on Broadway. Uh, I'm trying to get my wife to see Frozen on Broadway, but I'm not sure if she's listening to me right now. Maybe, maybe it'll be a, a nice Christmas present. But uh, <laughs> uh, anyways. So, so yeah, there's going to be a lot of performers from a lot of the different plays from like Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, uh, Aladdin, Mary Poppins. And so, so yeah, that should be a lot of fun. So the, the concert series is included with park admission, uh, and it has reserved, uh, you can do reserved seating, which is available by booking on the Disney and Broadway concert series dining packages. Uh, and that, so that allows guests to make uh, breakfast, lunch, or dinner dining reservations at participating Epcot um, restaurants. And then later on in the evening, you'll have priority seating to these shows. Uh, and if you want, this week, November 8th, the dining packages of reservations will open for that. Um, so if, if you're not familiar with the dining packages, uh, they you can do that for like other... So like for Fantasmic, if you want to have priority seating for Fantasmic, you can you can actually uh, purchase a dining package where if you want to dine at the Hollywood Brown Derby, you can have a nice dinner there, but then they'll give you like a ticket afterwards and you can go see Fantasmic afterwards. So it's the same, same thing here. You just get priority seating if you eat at one of the dining locations. Um, if it's something you really want to do, I would actually highly recommend it. It's well worth it. Um, we did it uh, only the once again for Fantasmic. That's why I use that as a as an example. So, um, so the food is actually also going to offer 
uh, or sorry, the festival is going to offer 13 different food studios that'll be placed around Epcot. So they're they're pretty much booths that are similar to the ones at the Food and Wine Festival. Uh, so you could check that out. Um, so guess what? We'll also find a lot of activities um, that'll be good for all ages. So here are some of the the, the highlights of the festival. Uh, everyone is invited to grab a paintbrush and help create a mural, uh, a wall mural along World Showcase Pavilion, or sorry, World Showcase Plaza. There will also be artful photo opportunities where you can step inside masterworks of art and take photos with friends. Then there's the Paint with a Disney Artist program that invites guests to learn under their under the tutelage of a professional. That happens on select Fridays and Sundays, and that will include a continental breakfast for an additional fee. Then performing artists are scheduled throughout the festival, demonstrating gravity-defying uh, gravity feats of strength, aerobatics, and other skills. And then the international music, international musical and variety acts will share the talents with guests, including the oh god, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know how to say this, <laughs> including the Badakan uh, to the Canada stage and the Delta Q, a new performing group in Germany. Uh, then guests can join in the fun of Figment's brush with the Masters Scavenger Hunt by purchasing a map at select merchandise locations. And then there are also a, a variety of workshops led by professionals, which will teach different artistic techniques, such as floral design, ink and paint, mixed media art, and more. Um, and then uh, there will be complimentary 30-minute seminars that will give guests helpful instruction for producing their own artwork at home. So that's the, the list of things that are happening at the Festival of the Arts. I'm sure there's going to be more information as time comes uh, goes uh, so again it's going to be happening for 39 days and it's going to be happening between January 18th and February 25th so I personally have not been to the Festival of the Arts um, I actually just missed it I past couple years I've gone to the first weekend of the festival uh, flower and garden festival so uh, one year I'm going to have to try and do the Festival of the Arts because I hear it's great I think this is the third I want to say the third year now um, so pretty much just, again, like I, what I was kind of, actually what I'm going to discuss later on in the show, um, P Disney's trying to get people to go during the slower seasons, um, to Disney World. So this is one of the newer events to help bring in crowds during that season. So, but, uh, but yeah, anyways, so th those are the two big segments for this week. Uh, I am going to take a short break and I have a few, uh, smaller news items to run down. Uh, the, there's going to be a Star Wars, uh, marathon run that's happening or half marathon. Uh, they have, there's a new theme for it. And so there, there's also some other smaller news items that I'm going to discuss. So I want to take a quick break and I'll be right back.
So in 2019, it's going to be the fourth year of the Star Wars race weekend. So if you don't know anything about Run Disney, this is where they have their like 5Ks or marathons. And it's just like a great weekend for runners to go out and have fun over at the Walt Disney World Resort. So this year, again, it's going to be the fourth year that they're doing the Star Wars race weekends. And they have now announced the... The, uh, the themings of those events, and it's going to be celebrating the epic rivalries of the saga. So if you're familiar with Star Wars, you'll know all about it. So, so this week, it's going to be featuring a light and dark side rivalry. So for the Star Wars Rival Run 5K, it's, it's about all about Finn and Captain Phasma. And then for the 10K, it's all about Han Solo and Boba Fett. For the Half Marathon... The theme is Rey and Kylo Ren. And then for the run challenge, which I'm pretty sure is all of the races combined, uh, you do the 5K, 10K, and half marathon. It's the Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader run. And then there are also the Run Disney Kid races, which will be featuring BB-8 and BB-9E. So if you would like to participate in any of these races, you have to register by January 15th, 2019. But I know that they usually get pretty, they, they fill up pretty fast. Um, so I don't think, uh, I, I think there's a limited number of how many people can race. I know it's a, a very large number. Um, but yeah, so you, you do want to register by January 15th, 2019 if you would like to do that event. Uh, I, I'm not a really big runner, but I, I, I would absolutely love to do one of these Run Disney events. I, I just hear there's so much fun, and it's just like a weekend to come out, celebrate. Like, you don't have to run the races. You can walk the entire thing if you want. But it's kind of cool that you get to run through, like, the Disney parks. Uh, and I think, like, sometimes you can even... The rides are going, so you can actually get off of the trail, go, like, ride Expedition Everest or something, and then, like go back right into the park uh to the to the marathon so i hear they do a lot of cool things with their races and there's always cheer sections and cheer squads so like say you're going down with your family you can like one of you can run the race um and then the rest of you can like meet or the rest of the family can go to a certain point of the race and just cheer cheer their loved ones on and it's always good to just like make signs and just have a good time so one year, I really hope to do this. Uh, I'm not sure if I will get to, but it's it's definitely one of my goals to do one of the run Disney races. Uh, so that's it on that topic, and I just have some smaller news items to discuss today. Uh, the first thing is, well, everyone knows that uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet is coming soon to theaters on November 21st. And to celebrate that, Ralph and Vanellope Von Schweetz are once again uh, going to... Uh, make special appearances over at the Disney parks. So beginning on November 9th, if you're going to Disneyland, uh, guests will see uh, Ralph and Vanellope over at Hollywoodland and the Disney California Adventure Park. But if you're in the Walt Disney World Resort, you'll be able to meet them at Epcot starting on November 21st over in Innoventions West. Um, and then apparently there is a what they're saying is a new experiment will soon be underway at the Imagination Institute, creating a portal into other dimensions. So this winter, the portal opens a window 
on the internet for Ralph and Vanellope to step through uh, for the regular encounters with Epcot guests at the or in the Imagine Works area of the Imagination Pavilion. So, very curious to see what this is. Uh, there's, I'm, I'm hoping there will be more news on this soon. But yeah, there's the Imagination Pavilion is nothing much has happened over there these days besides Figment and. Um, so I'm very curious to see what they're doing with that. So I'll let you know as soon as I have more information on that. And now if you actually, if you're going to Pixar Pier at the Disney California Adventure Park, you will now see that on the very top of the iconic, um, or on top of the Pixar Pier marquee, is the iconic Pixar lamp. So the, the lamp that you see in front of all of the, the Pixar movies, like that's on top of the... Um, sorry, that's in, during like the intro where it says Pixar, you see the lamp pop in. So, so that lamp is now spotlighting all the people that pass through Pixar Pier's entry. And you can actually see it moving. Uh, it's, it's actually really cool. So if you, if you, the next time you're going to the Disney's California, California Adventure Park, you would now see, uh, the Pixar lamp on top of the marquee. So it's, it seems really cool. Uh, it's kind of interactive and it's like moving around. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty great. So the next piece of news item we have is also in the Disneyland Park, uh, and we're talking about the Tropical Hideaway, and I actually talked a bit about it over on episode 9, uh, and you may have heard that, uh, yeah, the, the Tropical Hideaway is coming over to the Disneyland Park, and it's a, a new Adventureland outpost that will serve as like an exotic marketplace where you can get new food and beverages and just kind of kind of relax. So the new piece of news that they, Disney had released is that... The Rosita from Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room will be kind of going on a solo career and uh, you'll be able to find her on the river's edge at the loading dock waiting for her boat to arrive. So if you're a big fan of the Tiki Room, you'll now see Rosita over there. So Rosita is a friendly cockatoo that looks forward to meeting travelers from around the globe who are visiting uh, the tropical hideaway. So pull up a seat nearby and you could say hello, hello to her. But beware, she has a repertoire of jokes and wine liners that would make any Jungle, line, jungle Cruise skipper proud. Um, so that's pretty neat that they're incorporating her to the Tropical Hideaway. So I guess maybe you won't be seeing her anymore in the Tiki Room and she's just going to be exclusive to the Tropical Hideaway. Maybe she'll be in both. I'm not really sure, but I'm sure there'll be a lot more news on that soon. But um. But yeah, so that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up for the news this week's. But um, but yeah, I do want to kind of bring back an older segment. Uh, I mean, it's really not that old. I I did it maybe a few episodes ago, or like I kind of stopped doing it because uh, I wasn't sure how I felt about it. But I, I'm I'm gonna kind of revamp this, and I'm gonna do the this week's in Disney parks history. Uh, I was kind of going day by day, like just picking at like random news items but if there's anything important that happened in this week in Disney Parks history I'm gonna kind of make it known more uh, so I'm gonna try to stick with it and make sure I do it every week so I do have a couple cool news well I shouldn't say news items but some cool pieces of history that I want to discuss with you guys so the first thing is back where, well, we're going to talk about Halloween a bit since we just uh, finished Halloween. But um, so back in 1995, guests were able to go to the very first Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. So Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party uh, actually began in 1983. And as it became more and more popular each year, um, 
it just uh, started growing with the events. And then in like the early 90s, Disney started getting the idea that they could bring in guests during the slower times of the year. So that's when the Flower and Garden Festival started, as well as the holidays around the world and the World Showcase started. Um, so since the Very Merry Christmas Party became very popular, Disney thought it would be a great idea to have a Halloween-themed event. So, again, in October of 1995, it began as a single night event, uh, event, but due to a strong word of mouth, it gained a lot of popularity. So in 1997, it grew to three nights, and then 1999, it grew, or sorry, 1997, it grew to two nights, and then 1999, it grew to three nights, and then the amount of nights just kept growing and growing and growing. So... As you can see, in the past year, in this past year, in 2018, there were 34 nights of Halloween parties, and most of the da dates would actually sell out. Um, but yeah, that's just like a quick, uh, sorry, a, a quick uh, history and brief history of Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. Uh, yeah, these these are events are a lot of fun, and it's. Yeah, like I was kind of saying on, earlier on the podcast, uh, and it's kind of bringing it back to this, but yeah, Disney really knows how to fill in those slower times of the years now. There's there's really no slow time at Walt Disney World anymore. Uh, maybe a few weeks here and there where it's it's kind of slow, but if you're going to Disney, you just have to kind of work with the crowds and get your fast passes and figure it all out, but you just kind of have to, kind of got to deal with it. But So yeah, that was just the... Uh, that was a quick thing about Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, and that probably will be the last thing we talk about for Halloween uh, until next year when they start announcing it. I mean, I'm sure they'll start announcing Halloween events in, like, April of this year or of next year. So, But, yeah, so the next thing in Disney Parks history is uh, back in 1998, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin officially opens at the Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World. So a quick history about that ride, it, it was actually the third Omnimover ride to operate within that building. Now the layout, it dates all the way back to 1972, where If You Had Wings first debuted. And that was an aviation-themed ride where it, it was sponsored by Eastern Airlines. Uh, after they lost their sponsorship and so for some other reasons, uh, in 1999, or 1989, it was completely redone and opened as Delta Dream Flight, which was then sponsored by Delta Airlines. Once again, due to another sponsorship sponsorship loss and for other reasons, uh, Disney kind of completely revamped it and opened up uh, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. Um, so I'm a fan of this ride, but I think it's kind of I think it's kind of outdated now. I really hope they have another revamp for this soon because uh, it has been 20 years now since it's opened. And I think due to like Toy Story Midway Mania um, and how technologically advanced it is compared to Disney, uh, sorry, 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 to um, to Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, I, I, think, I think it really needs to go. Uh, I don't need to ride this when I go to the parks anymore. Um, it's just... Yeah, it's just outdated. I think it's old. I don't know what would be replaced in there if they would use the same track, but I, I, I really feel like they do need to kind of revamp it. It's just, uh, I feel like this ride has really long waits for no reason. It's, I mean, it's a ride that is there, but I don't, yeah, it's not that special to me anymore. Uh, when I was much younger, I liked it, but 
But yeah, so I mean, those are those are the yeah two quick things that happened this week in Disney parks history. Uh, so yeah, late October uh, in 1998 is when Buzz Lightyear began, and on Halloween in 2000 or sorry 1995 is when Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party first began. So, but uh, but yeah, that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up for this week. Uh, there is not too many crazy news items, but again, if you're over in Disneyland, uh, check out the Festival of the Holidays. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm really bummed I can't get there this year. But if you're in California, let me know how that is. But but yeah, anyway, so we're gonna yeah we're gonna wrap up the show now. But uh, again, thank you for tuning in this week. And if you're not subscribed to the podcast already, please do so. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, or however you really like to listen to the podcast. Uh, you can check us out at Excess Press Podcast. Um, dot com and that's where we have all of our shows so if you're if you're at work and you want to listen to it on the desktop you can do so over there it's if it's on mobile too so if you want to listen to it from your phone you can um, but it's probably easier if you subscribe to like one of the other apps but um but yeah you can also follow us on social media we are excess press podcast on instagram twitter and facebook if you want, you can shoot me an email over at excesspresspodcast at gmail.com and let me know if you have any questions or anything like that. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, – oh, yeah, so the last thing I do want to mention, uh, again, if you if you didn't hear last week's episode uh, or when did I announce it? Last week or two weeks ago? I can't remember. Anyways, uh, if you were a previous cast member over at Disney – uh, let me know. I would love to interview you on the show. If you know anyone that was a, a Disney cast member, uh, in a few weeks, I'm going to be interviewing the first Disney cast member and I will be releasing two shows a week. Um, so if, yeah, if you want to be interviewed on the show, let me know and, and, and reach out cause I would love to interview you, but okay. So, so yeah, that's it. Well, everyone, I hope you enjoy your week and thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the Excess Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.